This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. My name's Keen, and because it's Pride Weekend, Mommy's dipped into the cooking, Sherry. <laughs> this was made by hot glue and gumption, something along those lines, because I've also dipped into the cooking, Sherry, and I'm James. <laughs> and today we're discussing RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7, Episode 7. This week the queens have to recreate one of RuPaul's iconic looks, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean... You know, we give out sometimes about them overcomplicating these things. This is a case where the Drag Race producers could have learned a thing or two from the Italia producers. <laughs> Never. Throw a bit of crap in there. Never. <laughs> uh, because it's Bride Weekend, our schedules are hella busy. So it's just the two of us squirrel friends discussing this week's episode with you. So let's get to it. Hello, my name is Dave Coffey and I am the host of Phoning It In, the hilarious improvised phone-in show. It's like Joe Duffy's Liveline, except we make it all up on the spot. That's right, I get a bunch of comedians into the studio and they have no idea what they're going to be talking about until I introduce them on the air. We have just recorded a 100th episode special featuring 15 of the best comedy performers in the country. Go and check that out, binge the other 99 and become a lifelong fan of Phoning It In with me, Dave Coffey, right here on the Headstuff Podcast Network. So we kick off the episode with with what I would say is probably the most terse plunger chat so far. Mm, plunger chat. Yes. Uh, I I feel for Jinx, I do, but it is part of the game. Um so and I kind of think like, you know, there was that sort of back and forward where like Vivian was like, well, I would have had a star if you hadn't, if I hadn't been blocked by you the previous week. And then she was like, I do get where she's coming from in terms of she was on, she they were on each other's team and they were, you know, so I do kind of get where Jinx is coming from. But at the end of the day, like they, they've got, they're playing up this big frenemies thing now. So she shouldn't have been too surprised. I thought she was a bit well, overblown. I thought Viv was a bit overblown in a way, which was like, oh, poor me. I could have had a star. I was like, that's the whole point of the block twist. And it's like, and you're complaining to somebody who's already been, had a star blocked on them. Oh, so it's like, I don't know. I thought it was more kind of like, you can't have it every which way, Jinx. Like, you can't be pissed off that you were blocked when I'm, I didn't get a star as a result of you blocking me. You know, like, you, you have to just accept that that's the fullness of the game. Like, if you want to get pissy about the fact that you were blocked, then you have to take ownership of the fact that you had blocked me. So I kind of was like, okay, I, I was sort of more on the Vivian side of, like, this is part of the game. Friendships don't come into it. Nothing sort of more than just, like, calculations and gameplay comes into that decision. I didn't read Jinx. I don't think Jinx was actually pissed off, though. She was, like, playing it up. Oh, I have to be pissed off because I'm blocked. So she was like, oh, I'm a bit pissed. I got blocked again. Where Viv was like, well, if you're pissed, I'm furious. I was supposed to win a star <laughs> this week, and now I'm blocked. I was kind of like, ah, come on. Like, you know, I'm enjoying the drama, but I'm like, really now? You're not really winning with sympathy with that. Like, that's the whole point of the game. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, to be fair, I kind of just thought, look, it, it isn't it, it isn't all that dramatic. or, or Like, it, it's sort of just like, this is the only drama really getting in the show um, and it was the first time where there did seem to have been sort of raised blood pressure in mm. the environment 
the so Rue enters in, in the new day in the workroom and talks to was this sponsored by Pinterest perchance because he uh, mentioned Pinterest a lot he did but then like there was no branding there was no, no kind of like like maybe it was a case that the like the, the deal had fallen through so like they didn't do any like the co-branding <laughs> stuff but they like stuck with the like the, the, the decision maybe Rue just discovered Pinterest and is like wow <laughs> guys let me tell you about this new online catalogue that I have discovered it's great for designers to catalogue their ideas and their inspirations. <laughs> Sorry, what? This is my Pinterest board because if if Rue had just found Pinterest, it'd be called Rue Press or something like that. Well, Rue Press is something, something else. <laughs> We're all Rue Press. <laughs> Rue <Pression. laughs> But like, you would have called it something else. So I don't know. Drag. Pre- I don't. Know. It. It. So it was just, it was strange. Yeah, I, I didn't figure out, because like, you, you are, like, they usually are so like, hit you over the head with the old, um, with the old kind of uh, sponsorships or whatever. Sponsor. So you, you did, you weren't expecting, like, I was expecting, like, someone from Pinterest to be in, like, to kind of, you know, tell them how to help make their Pinterest boards best or something. So no, very gentle touch from old Pinterest there, you know, gentle. It would have been insertion. like a mini challenge to create a, a vision board inspired by the people over at Pinterest you know yeah. that would have killed a bit of time maybe there was a mini challenge got taken out a Pinterest mini challenge got taken out you know I'm gonna go maybe. I'm gonna say that there's conspiracy theory <laughs> conspiracy corner. corner there was a Pinterest based mini challenge that got taken out in this episode there because Pinterest wouldn't fork up the money exactly Pinterest like pulled out and they weren't able to um, they weren't Pinterested they weren't Pinterested in paying and the editors weren't Pinterested in going back and uh, <laughs> taking and editing out Pinterest. Pinterest out <laughs> removing the Pinterest references <laughs> references um, yes anyway, that was strange so the eight looks were there I thought some interesting inclusions there and of course already the memes have started Rue why wasn't this look included and it's like the project runway look or the look of Rue on the weakest link or some of you know Rue in the face keeny for the season 12 finale you know people are, are, are making the, the memes already what look would you have chosen from Rue's that wasn't here um there's like a gorgeous green one from like season four that I really liked mm. um uh, yeah, and a lot of like the like I think like the Catwoman-y one or the like the gold one from All Stars are kind of iconic. Mm. Um, yeah, I would like him in a suit as well. Like I guess you know Milk he can interpret the suit in a way. Uh, like one of his favorite look, one of his best suits or something like that could have been fun to have up there as well. Because some of them were a bit like the Despy Awards. It was like a nice golden one. Like the face Keeney, I feel it was an iconic one to include, and he kind of had to include that one. And I liked the Supermodel of the World one, fitting well, the Divas Live one. But then some of them were just like season five sugar ball well i i mean obviously as we get go through the episode rue obviously loves that dress so i'm and to be fair that is one of my favorite ones i think it's gorgeous i thought it was like a beautiful princessy like a beautiful dress uh the born naked one like i do think that that like in a way that kind of season seven promo and season seven kind of like marked a new beginning for for drag race in some ways Mm. so and like i mean it was short which you don't usually see rue in so like there was that the season eight promo with the or was it season 
season nine promo. I think it was season eight promo with the um the yeah, kind of baby doll. The Trinity took. I, yeah. I, I didn't understand. That's the one for me where the I the Drag like, Race Down Under promo really. Maybe they were just like we need to include one from like one of the overseas uh, from from one of the because it's like a all winner season. Why not use one from like the the UK though? There's been yeah because like wasn't there like an iconic kind of punky one from UK? Who knows? Mm, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like down under the season where Rue clearly left his, his got his luggage got lost in transit. We're gonna do a promo look from that season. Also, like, like down under where literally everyone says that's a terrible series. <laughs> <laughs> that that was boring. World Wonder were like let's let's get the get the listeners up. Let's include the down under promo look. Um, so Viv ends up with the Despy Awards Trinity with the season 8 Jada with the 2000 Diana Ross Divas Live Jinx uh, Drag Race Down Under promo the one we just mentioned there Raj got the Born Lake good luck Evie got Supermodel of the World Shay got season 5 Sugar Ball and Monet got the Face Keeney nothing from Star Booty nothing from Star nothing from Booty Star, nothing <laughs> from Star Booty nothing from Star Booty <laughs> Uh, iconic RuPaul role uh, not represented <laughs> Nothing from there. the Brady Bunch. Nothing, not a thing nothing. from the Brady Bunch. I mean, nothing no. from But I'm a Cheerleader. You know, where... Nothing from AJ and the Queen. No, well, I would have thought if he was if he was flogging anything, he would have flogged AJ and the Queen. I would that's have thought, true. Actually. The Ruby Red. Ruby got red hot. But I suppose, you know, that didn't... They are no longer on Netflix and that was a Netflix pairing. So maybe they're cancelled like Courtney Act. Let's talk to the walkthrough. Uh, I thought this was kind of fun. Yeah, it was nice. Like sort of like grandpa, they're reminiscing about times gone by and the the different things they enjoyed in their life. You know, nice. Uh, you know, I mean, nice to see Evie born as a fun note about Evie that their dad used to use RuPaul as like a slur. Um, mm-hmm. So always impressive. You know, none of that RuPaul like around the place. <laughs> you know, you know, you've you've made it when your name is a slur. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I was sort of sad that Raja didn't get the supermodel of the world look because I think that Raja would have had a very interesting connection to it, and I do think you know, with white, the fabric that that you know, I think Ru, or that I think you you hear in the walkthrough, Raja kind of talk about the fact that you know that they wanted to stick with as much of the white as possible and use like texture for tones so that you're not kind of you know having to go the route of like bridal which is whoever gets stuck with white always seems to have to go down the road of like Mm. some kind of a bridal thing so i was sad about that because i think that they would have done something interesting but it was nice to see rude just sort of like having a laugh and getting on with like evie in particular there seems to be like a nice sort of like friendship there not friendship's not the right word you know what i mean yeah, just like mentoring yeah. sort of relationship. And then we had like fun moments about Jinx's breakdown with the Red Bull, Shay sort of spinning out, Trinity calls Raj's thing a nightmare catcher. Like, there's not really a whole lot. Like, this often is the problem with design challenges to a certain degree, which is like when you have the runway and the main challenge in the same thing, you kind of like have all this extra space to play with, and it just ends up being but footage of them yeah, making Yeah, I think that's why ball. Well, for in terms of like you know feeling like is that you're getting a fuller episode, that's why a ball is kind of good because obviously there's two outfits mm. that are also going to be featured on the runway that you're not going to be having to make yourself because like I do think, and particularly at the moment when there's no real. Like, other than sort of, like, everyone piling on the poor Vivian to be like, ha, you wasted your block. Like, there was no real tension or anything. So it was just mm. people kind of working as hard as they could to make nice outfits and then going onto the runway to show them off. 
Like, I, that is from as in, like, you know, that's why this is going to be a very short episode. Because, <laughs> <I'm laughs> <sitting that> <fight. laughs> like, I don't think, like, I mean, I was watching it, actually, like, and, and this is a, a thing, I suppose. I was watching this episode and I was really enjoying it. And I am really in, enjoying the series overall. I think it's great that we have, you know, the, the we have, it's great to see really talented queens being given the room to like flourish and and like really just you know do whatever it takes and be like platforms in a really positive way but you do kind of notice the lack of any kind of tension or drama you know what i mean as you're running through it like even in terms of where it's not like inter like interfighting there's no real sense of kind of you know risk of any of them going home so then there's no one who's kind of maybe you know, I, I don't know. Like, it just feels like as if the, I suppose that like section, that like workroom section, is 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 maybe at this point gone a bit flat. I'm not sure if that's the the ultimate problem. I just kind of felt they just had a lot of time to kill in in a way that it was like you know think back to the snatch game episode and they were telling us you're not doing one snatch game, you're doing two snatch games. It's like oh cool for this season they're going to heighten the challenge, they're going to make it more elevated, and I guess to a certain degree when you have a design challenge like this it tends to be unconventional materials or you're given like a colour to work with whereas this brief was clearly like here is a look that you have to recreate but also put your own spin on so I guess it's somewhat elevated but like not in a massive way and I don't think we've had that much since that game in that like okay the ball was still only three looks the improv challenge was the improv challenge the girl group challenge was still just one song of performance and it's like if they had to make two looks or something one Rue and one Michelle or something like something like that would be kind of fun to just like to extend like I know Porsche was stressing to get her stuff done but like you know add more peril I think what they need is more peril yeah. not necessarily drama Yes, more peril. That's exactly actually that's Pe- peril streep. Peril streep is exactly what I was actually trying to channel when I was when I was talking. It is more about a sense of some sort of stakes rather than a sense of some kind of like drama. Um, and you know what? Maybe had we seen the Pinterest mini challenge, we'd have been yeah, we'd have been we'd have been like all like, oh my god, this is such a tense episode. Maybe something it's really like bad. Like the re-editing of of Sherry Pie. Yeah. like you know, if we had seen that Pinterest challenge, the whole our whole perceptions would have been turned upside <laughs> yeah. down. We would have all rooted for Evie to win. And we would have all hated Jake. Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I have nothing else I'd like to talk about before the runway, unless you do. Um, no, I don't. Do I have anything? Okay. Oh, yes. Very important. Raja is so stylish. Yeah. That outfit, like that that first day outfit with the like, the, the flares. And, I mean, effortlessly chic. I, Even what she wore for the lip sync, I thought was this gorgeous, like kind of brown and teal sort of flowing yeah. shirt. Loved it. Yeah. No, I know. She's great. Absolutely just stunning creature. So the runway was Betsy Johnson um, and I'm not going to lie, for a really, really brief moment, I thought when she said, oh, you know, give birth to my child Lulu, I thought, is she Lulu's mum? And then I was like, no, (laughs) the ages are totally wrong. (laughs) But like, she really went hard with that split. She really did. Like, that was like smacking that vag right into the stage. Like, fair Mm. play. Uh, I do have to say that I don't know whether it was Betty Johnson or if it was just like a crazy robot that was just sort of thrown out there with a couple of phrases because nothing seemed to make sense. Like, it was (laughs) like the character that Evie was playing in the girl group challenge last week. (laughs) I mm, say that now, I can't think of any critique that she gave, but she just seemed to be living 
for the queens and i appreciate that i do appreciate that i like it although i often i do prefer a guest judge who like adds something to the conversation rather than someone's like oh my god i'm living you slayed yes queen yeah i'm so into voguing right now like mm-hmm. yeah where was her fashion and designer background yeah and critiques like and her stuff, main so. thing was like oh my god that was so modern 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 very modern it's like thanks <laughs> i'll take that to the bank <laughs> we're in the present right now betsy this is all modern um okay well let's get evie was up first i have to say i i think this is the best thing evie's worn all run all season gorgeous loved the high kick the high kick was phenomenal and really showed off the skill that we got into making those pants because they were flowing they fit right there was no bunching or gathering really really impressive and like Shay sort of, again, took the original silhouette and inverted it in terms of the colour, at least, you know, the pants were the colour of the bust or whatever and vice versa. Um, a totally different silhouette for her. I loved the hair. I loved the makeup. Um, yeah, like it was, it was like, I guess it, the, the pants did look good, but they still looked like they were in a design challenge to a certain degree. So it wasn't. But flawlessly I, executed I, but it was still brilliant I do think that that was possibly more to do with the fact that the, 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 material. the material is that kind of like shiny kind of cheapy yeah. material but yeah this week and last week I suppose have really sort of perhaps been an answer to a lot of the naysayers who would have been like oh Evie's so boring we don't want Evie to be here Evie's you know so I do think it is kind of a mm. um, like I, I feel as if this is this has kind of shown that actually Evie was a very deserving winner for season 11 and I think the same can be said about like say Jada like you're really getting to know Jada in a very different way to you did on her original season you're seeing mm. the humour the comedy the personality and you know it kind of just like really reinforces why these queens won their respective seasons yeah my issue with Evie's runway so far has been it's all been the same silhouette and maybe she has more and she's just been lucky with the way that they've been drawn but in her original season she would do that like you know no padded alien look but then she'd do like her big dress with the three boobs and the three eyes that she'd do or even like the jellyfish look where mm-hmm. it just I looked different so I liked this for her it was definitely different and yeah it felt fresh for Evie so I quite liked it Biv Despy Awards the the golden lame asymmetrical look with the sort of like tool coming out from underneath it I liked this, but it's hard not to compare directly with the other design challenge when she was wearing that gorgeous baby blue, and I much preferred that. Yeah, and I also didn't think that it was very, like, it wasn't exactly a, a reinvention of what had been seen. Like, some of the queens, mm. particularly the ones who ended up in the top, this week really, really reinvented what yeah. the looks that they were had in, like, a way that was, like, interesting and, and kind of beautiful. Whereas this was very pretty. And she looked amazing and her makeup is always flawless, but it just was kind of like just a sort of a, a short asymmetrical version of the look that she was recreating. Like it would look like mm. more of a recreation than a reimagining. Yeah, I mean, it was slightly different. It was like cut in different ways and stuff, but it was, it, it didn't necessarily scream the Vivian and it didn't necessarily scream RuPaul. Like we kind of fell somewhere in the middle. So yeah, I, I, I can see why this wasn't in like the top half of, of mm. the cast. Now, what did she say? I loved it. I thought it was really great. I really liked it. Um, I I did sort of like. I think that the the headscarf and the ruffles made an awful lot of happening up around the the head. Um, I loved the I, like. I actually just thought it, it looked really cool. I thought it looked really cool. I really liked it. Uh, I have no real negative points on it. I except for that. I think that maybe with the headscarf and the ruffles on the sides, that maybe there was a bit too much going on on top. But overall, gorgeous. Yeah, I was conflicted. Like, I found myself really rooting for Shay. I feel she's been a bit slept on in the last few weeks. 
And when she turned the corner, I really liked what she had done with it. But I guess I'd seen so much of that pink material, I was like, you know, expecting to see more of it in the final look. But I didn't think it was a really clever interpretation of it. I thought she looked like Grace Jones with the sort of, the sort of mm. glasses on it, which were really sort of slick. I just didn't like the plain pink pants. Oh, I quite like them. That was good. I felt they needed more of an embellishment, some way to bring the black down into the pink. It just kind of felt like it was... I it wonder, was world class from the waist up. I wonder if those pink pants were meant to be done in the same, um, in the same like painted, but there just wasn't time to do it. Yeah, possibly. And if that was it, it would have made the difference. It just it that looked like the pink pants looked like an afterthought. Yeah, yeah. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. And I do think if they had been, uh, they had been patterned in the same way with the leopard print, it would have looked really cool. Um, but as it was, I thought that she was gorgeous. And I am also starting to feel as if it would be nice to see her get a bit more recognition for her role in the competition mm. um because even like a lot of the other queens who haven't maybe been getting the stars have been getting kind of you know like a storyline that shows they're deserving their place there is shay has very much just been in the background since week one and monet i find monet a little bit annoying though so i'm kind of frustrated with this whole narrative of the like game playing have you stuff. have you taken again monet I don't have taken a Gin Monet. I really enjoy Monet. I enjoy sibling rivalry. I think she's very funny. But just, I kind of wish that she was more focused on the competition than on sort of the gameplay around who to block and all that stuff. And I get bored of hearing about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, to a certain degree, I kind of think Monet's performing how I expect her to perform, if that's not too shady. I mean, I think she does well at the challenges I expect her to do well at, and I think she does okay at the challenges I expect her to do okay at. I actually didn't think she deserved to be in the top in this week's episode. Let's jump to her look, for because we kind of brought her up. She did the face keeny, and obviously she has that material, and she does a great job of carving out the sort of Lee Bowery full body bodysuit of it all. However, and again... What do I know about fashion? Nothing. But when Rue wore the look, the accessories were block colours. And I feel Monet should have had block coloured hat, block coloured shoes, block coloured corset. Because I think it would have made the the Pollock sort of paint splashed club kidness of it all pop more. Yeah. I, I can I can get on board with that. I certainly can. Um I don't think that she deserved to be in the top this week either, necessarily. I thought it was a really well-crafted look. It was very different to everything else anyone else had done. I thought that it was a very brave choice for her because it's not a look you usually see her in. Um, But... Yeah, I don't know. I, the 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 differential, like the 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 like other pattern, like they kind of noted that in the critique. They said like that these other pattern or like this other pattern was, you know, kind of like because the whole basically that they she'd managed to marry them together quite well it possibly would I didn't feel better. they were married I felt they were divorced well I'm divorced <laughs> from Monet's win in this week's episode so that's all Monet good. didn't win oh no from being in the top that's what I meant okay sorry okay <laughs> yeah uh yeah I don't know I, I didn't see like I, I thought the earrings were really fun and really a cute touch I didn't mind the old palm leaves and the hair in the hat Oh, that was all fun. I just thought the clashing patterns were too clashing. And I think I looked back when Rue wore that face key and it was with these like iridescent block color blue gloves and the blue visor or whatever. And it worked much better than I think this did. Um, so that's Shay. Trinity is another person that disappointed me to a certain degree. Like, yeah, that was a clever idea to take the baby doll and drop it into like a mermaid tail. But 
I mean, I hear myself say these things and I'm like, how do I... <laughs> At this point, you're... I don't even know if I'm using these words correctly. A baby doll into a baby you're, you're, you're an expert now. After after <laughs> God knows how many balls and, and, and fashion challenges. We are... If I had heard someone said I'd be so intimidated by their launch of fashion, I'm like, I know what a boot cut jean is. I mean, that's better. <laughs> so, yeah. And look... She uh, was wearing a boot cut was... dress. <laughs> <laughs> A boot dress. Like the colour was gorgeous, but I think this just for me fell victim of too similar to what we've seen from her already. Yeah, I kind of was kind of boring. I mean, it was very impressively made and she did a gorgeous job. I loved the gloves. I thought they were gorgeous. Uh, and the bows were... I, I, I wasn't sure kind where... Kind of wanted I, them bigger. Well, I wasn't really sure where I sat on them because they were like just cardboard covered in, in fabric. But I think she did a very good job I, I wouldn't necessarily have had her in the top either to be honest with you I was you know I I, yeah it was a very well made nice dress and I thought there was other people who'd done more interesting things that maybe would have deserved a, a, a top spot yeah and even yeah, a top two spot we'll get we'll get our we'll get our tops out in a bit um Where'd you land on Raja? I thought Raja was great. I really loved it. I thought the way she served it on the runway was amazing. Like she has such a, um, such just a, a an elegance to the way that she moves that it just like I, I mean it it sort of blew my mind. I thought she was really great, and it was a pity that she uh, that she didn't get more recognition for it. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call it elegance per se. Like the way she walks, I kind of felt she gave it this sort of like street fighter tooth fairy was kind of how i like i don't think she was walking like she's royalty i think she was you know walking as if she was like from azusa and she was going to cut a bitch you know i feel that's kind of how she was strutting it down like so yeah i agree presentation's great it's just that's not the word i would have used um yeah like i think she sold it to me because she's raja and that's what she does and I think the accessories, the side pony and all sold it. But I think if somebody else had worn it, I would have hated it. So, I mean, that's just the magic of Raja, I guess. Yeah, that is very true. She is able to to sell something. And I don't know, I love her walk. And I think it's always very super modely. Like in the best kind of uh, America's Next Top Model style of, uh, of, of a runway walk. Where it's just like... She, she knows the right face to have. She knows the right moves to make. She can carry herself in a really mm. elegant way. And I did think it was interesting. I mean, it was sort of, you know, she did get kind of st- stung with the colour white and that meant that she had to kind of go this other way in order to create something uh, that wasn't going to go down the bridal road. But I, I don't know. I think that what she made was really interesting and it was probably probably the most interesting looking thing on the runway. If I'm being devil's advocate though, how far away was it from Chickley Caliente's post-apocalyptic look? Um, very. Because <laughs> there was no random boots hanging off it and there True. was no like random bits of tinfoil hanging off there of it. There wasn't like... Uh, and she yeah, wasn't wearing like... like she wasn't wearing Converse boots uh, in in the look as well, or sucking on a lollipop. So I would say very far away. <laughs> in terms of it, like sort of looking like a teepeed tent or whatever, like it kind of was like there's these things trailing off it, but like it's just how it sold to me that I was like, yeah, okay, I bought it. I trust you. This looks good. I like it. I don't know what I like about it, but I know I just like it. It's kind of the vibe I got. I got from it. Um, it reminds me a lot of, I can't remember what the runway category was, but when she was in like that iridescent and she had the mace and everything like a few weeks ago. 
I think it was week oh, three. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. <clears throat> so she got her first shoot for Photo Fashion Review or whatever. Um, I th- Like, I feel, when you talk about a runway look, I think she changes it up. Like, I don't think she gives us the same thing every time. And I feel this is her... She gave us the kick-ass runway walk. She didn't give us the pageant runway walk or she didn't give us, like, Dolly last week. I think her skill is that she can she can adapt how she presents it based on what she's wearing. Um, and I think, you know, it, it ultimately elevates the look ent- entirely. Jinx got a lot of cred. I know this is cred for Jinx, but I still had a big issue with the big old clump of tool hanging off her hip. Like, I didn't like that. Ah, no. She she did her best. Um, no, I mean I think this is undoubtedly the the best she's looked in the design challenge. There's no two ways about that. Yeah, and she managed to pull together a look that felt cohesive and everything was finished. Mm. Uh, and I just think like in a way like she was never a runner for this week, so true. It was only giving her the kind of feedback or the critique or whatever it was because they needed to give her some sort of a. Um, positive critique yeah exactly and you know she more or less could have just been let go back to the sit over with the other place or, or over on the offside bit for for a while before they got to the judging because like there was no way she was going to win but you know it definitely looked good for her she did that again that she kind of went back into that elizabethan uh look with the makeup which i thought was a bit weird because it was very kind of saloon girl in the overall part of it mm. so there was bits of it that i was like this, does this make sense jinx does this make sense jinx are we making good choices <laughs> yeah it kind of felt like it was the redemption look of the first design challenge she did because of the same color and stuff but it was definitely better made but i still yeah, I just didn't get to be clump of tool on her mm. hip, to be honest. I thought it was confused by that. Finally, Jada Essence Hall was truly the essence of beauty. I wrote in my, my notes, gorgeous, no notes. Yes, absolutely beautiful, stunning, perfect, amazing, and absolutely insanely breathtaking interpretation of that dress. Just looked absolutely gorgeous. Like she, she, that, yeah, I mean, that that's perfect. Like that is top tier. Like there is, like she has no business not winning every single design challenge. Yeah, my only but would be I think she benefited from having a really nice baseline fabric. But True. still, there she did a lot of work to it. The silhouette she chose, the way she carved it out, the cutouts on the body, the choice of the hair, the way she sold it on the runway. Like, that's just a minor thing. She just looked absolutely stunning. And, like, gave us this real, like, wide-eyed, sort of doughy sex kitten on the runway, which I really sort of appreciated from her sort of, like, ha-ha-ha, <laughs> tongue-out Cardi B that we yeah, sometimes yeah. get. Um so yeah, much appreciated. Let's let's do things slightly differently. Can you rank all eight from first to last? Okay, let's do it. From first to last or from last to first? Last to first. Let's build Yeah, okay, let's build up the tension. Right, okay. We're going in it. No, I've got my pen out. <laughs> the pen, the is, pen stationary is stationary. It's being used. So, okay. no offense, but number eight, Jinx Monsoon. That is, yeah, agreed. That, that is agreed. I, would, I would say, uh, where it belongs. Number seven, I'm going to go with the Vivian because Agreed. I don't think it was that interesting of a reimagination. For me, number six would probably be Monet. Um, Agreed. Because I was not overly sold on that uh, on that thing, and yeah. it, and for me, it's because of the lack of black block colors. Yes. Like when I get when I, when me stupid old me can notice things like this, I feel nah here. No, no, no. Uh, I think after that, I would be Trinity. 
because yes, I just think that this is <laughs> there's no this conflict is, in our is, opinions. Here. This is the all stars, all winners, no conflict world that you really would want to have. Right, keep going. Then I would probably push. Let me see. Where am I missing? Who am I missing now? So after that, I would have a Raja. Yeah. Then I would have Evie. Yeah. Then I would have Shay, Shay and, and Jada. Jada as... <laughs> okay, there you go. I thought we'd get more. I thought we'd have an argument. We are totally aligned. One to eight. I wonder does everyone else feel the same? Like maybe, maybe it's just so obvious that that's the way it's turned out. Yeah, I mean, it's a pity that it wasn't that obvious for the action because I do think that that Raja and Evie deserve more kind of credit for what they've done in the in the like the, the interim judging mm. piece. And I thought it was very clear that Shay and and Jada like I. Felt felt surprised that trinity was in the top considering yeah. that considering that that shay had uh, had like do you think she got in the top because she was helping people um i don't know what would be unusual if they decided to reward that wouldn't it yeah it was just it was it was made a point of it both like on the critiques and then in the sort of judges comments to the top forward that it was like she helped other people and she made that like they did sort of reiterate that point yeah, that would be sort of a first for rewarding altruism on the show. Yeah, it really would. <laughs> but be. you know, it's a different sort of it's season. It's a different so. kind of season now. Here we are. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Like I, that could very much be it. But I do think that like for, I think that for Shay not to have been in the top two this week was a real like I I just think that Shay's skill sets are kind of in what the challenge we had last week and the challenge we had this week and the fact that she hasn't ended up in the top for any of them is kind of unfair yeah i would i would agree i would also say there's a fair argument if you had told me the top two were jada and evie i'd be also like okay yeah fair i'm i'm, I'm happy with that i think that would also be fair yeah i i would have too um I, and i guess we weren't in the room when it happened so we can never know like what the mm-hmm. discussions were or but or whether there is producer shenanigans going in because having both of the twinners in the win in the the winning circle on a week where they've mentioned the twinners a couple of times and where the twinners is becoming a thing that we're hearing them talk about in, in a more mm. oh, and seeing them with their I'm like oh is this setting up some kind of a continued narrative around sort of at, at the at the alliance between Monet and Trinity you know yeah so for people who, I guess didn't catch it Jada Monet Shay and Trinity were the top four base in the judges deliberations um so evie didn't even like make the top five which i thought was strange and nor did raja yeah but yeah i don't know a bit bonkers um so jada and trinity are the top two queens they get asked to lip sync to jesse J. I want love a jesse J. song i'm unfamiliar with this sounds like straight off of rue's ipod the song yeah i was i meant to google to find out when this had come out was this it sounds recent. Yeah, I was like, is this like a, is this like, is this during the the Pinterest mini challenge did Jesse J come in <laughs> and be like, guys, oh, your mini challenge is to make me a Pinterest for my comeback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just going to look up the song now in terms of when it was out. But like, I mean, I didn't follow Jesse J's career for long, but uh, definitely wasn't in the eras I followed. Came out in 2021. So it was actually probably relatively June 2021. Um, so it must have been like Rue's favourite song at time of filming. Oh, brings Rue right back to Pride 2021. <laughs> right back to Pride 2021. <laughs> right back to season 14 for filming that. Um, who do you think won the lip sync? Um, mm, 
both did, were very strong, I have to say. Like, I, I thought that both did a great job. And there was a bit of me as it was finishing up that kind of felt, is this going to be a double win and then a double blocking? And I would have been okay with that, actually. Mm, uh, on this I occasion. thought that's what it was gearing up for as well. And I was... I think that would be that would be a good twist. That would have been a good twist. I'd have I'd have accepted that as a twist. Um, so I, I think that that Trinity pulled it ahead slightly with that like kneeling dive into into Jada's, Jada's ass, ass move. <laughs> Uh, but I was um, but I was re- I would have been very happy to see either of them win, and I kind of had anticipated that both mice. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was very close. I thought Jada. I pipped it for me, so I was surprised to see Trinity win. Um, but maybe they just didn't want Jada to have won both design challenges and both lip syncs. Um, but now Trinity takes it, and for the first time, Trinity gets to block somebody, and she decides to block Evie, which I don't know. Maybe I'm still underestimating Evie, Evie but I'm surprised. I mean, she, I guess she is on two badges now, so I guess like she is one of the obvious choices of who to block. And she, yeah, because I think that it for her. Obviously, we see them talking about it in the the workroom, kind of during the episode herself. Monet and, and Trinity are kind of talking about who they might block, and I do think that probably the decision might have been made during the critique because even though Evie wasn't in the top, they got amazing critiques. And mm. you can kind of sense that, oh, right, this is someone who's like, you know, doing very well in the competition. And I, di- I did appreciate that, that she didn't block Jinx, because I do think that it like, you know, it, everyone needs to have a fair crack of the whip. And it would be unfair <clears throat> yeah. to have poor Jinx basically being like, unless you win a challenge, you know, you are you are going to be blocked. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, you know, if Jinx had been blocked this week, um you know, it would have been frustrating. But I think from next week onwards, Jade is going to be the top priority. Unless, at this point, Jade is uncatchable. Like, I can't see... Like, if the final four all have four stars each, I don't see how that's possible. Like, in terms of... Unless they start giving out double star weeks for the next few weeks or whatever. Um, Like, it feels like with three stars, Jada has sealed her place in the top four. It would feel like that, yes. I would I would agree that it, it would seem that... Yeah, because how many episodes are there left before that? Four until the final. Like, you've got eight, nine, ten, eleven. You have four episodes left with two stars. So you have a maximum of eight stars to give out over the next four episodes until you get to the final 12. Mm. And I wonder then, like, maybe they will start doing, like, double stars for wins or kind of more of this. You have to give eight stars for... Yeah, I definitely think there's an episode either where you both, you, you win two star two... We're calling them stars, even though they're badges. Uh, we're legend stars, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Um, either you win double stars or you give out a star like we did last time I think there's another one of those in the bag yeah but like I can't see like if, even if you take the other three queens who are on two points or Trinity Jinx and Evie if they all win two more badges each you still have somebody else who needs to win three to overtake Jada like I don't know it seems strange well in the the preview or promo for for next week you see Shay sort of discussing the the mathematical possibility mm. of like getting into that final with so many so few episodes after that which leads me to believe that they're going to be speaking more about uh, how this is all going to work out and sort of what's going to happen uh, here's a question for you having spoken through this episode now do you think that the, the what could there just felt like there was something there was something a bit missing in, in a way that there hasn't been missing in the other episodes and I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah, you're right. Um, I've put it down to 
the challenge. I think the challenge ultimately wasn't interesting enough. Yeah. Do you think that's it? I think that, yeah. Or that it needed another dynamic to it. Like, kind of, you needed to have... Like, do you remember in, like, season eight and nine, maybe, where where they did the sort of those make-a-look things, but then there was, like, kind of a storytelling element to it as well. So... Mm. Like maybe if there had been some kind of like a character creation bit that would sort of have have been, you know, added a a storytelling dynamic to it or, you know, I I think that might have. Yeah, like even do a lip sync to a RuPaul song in the outfit or something like that. Like I was trying to think what could they have done to heighten the challenge, like other than having to make two looks, which might just not be feasible in terms of the, the time frame. If there was like, if this is a look back on Ru's legendary looks, then... I don't know, do they also bring a RuPaul look from home? Or, yeah, I just felt like there needed to be something else. Like, I know, like, I remember they used to have to make a pin or a hat and stuff, and they were stupid things. You're like, you disregard them. Um, but even, like, if we had had uh, Everybody Loves Puppet Mini Challenge or just, like, some fun mini challenge to add it, it's just, like, we've we've scrapped the mini challenges. We've kept us at eight people, which is a relatively empty workroom at times. And then in this challenge where you don't even have a challenge and a runway, you just have a runway like I just think you had too little content for an hour. Yeah. And come on, guys. I mean, it's Pride Week. Give us give us something more. We need we need to be able to to really have something to chew on over over the hungover weekends that's going to be emerging in the next while. Do you know what would have been fun, actually? Do you remember in the order to paint boats? It was a season 12 Pride Floats. Yeah. Uh, I think it was season 12 where they did a quiz. It was like a sex ed quiz or something like that. If they had done like a RuPaul table quiz rather than this Pinterest what challenge. What was cut. that terrible thing that they had to do on like Drag Race 3 where it was like, it was like RuPaul plays Scrabble or something. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. I don't know if I remember. Oh my I God, there was like some terrible, it, it went on for ages and it was like, they had to do charades or something. Oh my God, it was... Dirty charades? Dirty charades. Oh, UK3, was it? Was it UK3? I can't remember, but like where it was like, Rue was obviously like, had found this new board game. It was like, gas! Yeah. No, no, no. Gas! UK charades. Yeah, we know we don't want that. Even though I am thinking of playing it at my Pride party. But that's <laughs> Yeah, I know, just something else, a bit more, like, you know, heighten it a bit more. Or even, like, again, they've cut, they've cut out the mirror moments. A lot of the beats that we know in an episode are not in these episodes anymore. Mm-hmm. And they haven't really replaced it with anything else. No, and, and I think that's what's lacking. Yes, and I think while, say, in the performance-based challenges, as we saw in, say, the, the, the improv challenge or the drag graduation speech of the Snatch Game, like, you don't really miss them so much when there's lots happening and there's, like, loads <clears> of amazing performances. But you do notice them when you are kind of stuck when you're kind of like all you have is a runway which is already a part yeah. of the episode yeah and like when you have a like if they had made this into a makeover challenge or even like bring in a queen from their original season and they have to do a rupaul and michelle double act or something like that we could have been had more fun with it yeah they just needed more we could be we could spitball this all day but i i think ultimately the crux is there wasn't enough content for an hour. Yeah, I agree. Right, well, that's it for this week. Um, thank you so much for listening, as always. We much appreciate you coming along and joining us for your RuPaul debrief. We will be celebrating Pride this weekend, so I hope you are wherever you are too. And we'll be back with you next week with another gorgeous guest. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you then. See you, love you. Bye. Bye.
This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. 